Hashtag SAFMBTH. It's 10 minutes after 5 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Karen Lowe, chairperson of the four-day week SA coalition. So some results on the four-day uh, week pilot program are out. And it seems like uh, the four-day work week wouldn't be such a bad idea. After all, companies in different countries that gave their staff an extra day off per week without reducing their salaries experience an increase in their <coughs> revenue as well as reduced apticism and uh, resignations as well. 33 companies employing over... Over 900 people took part in the pilot over a period of six months, and many of them want to continue with the four-day work week. Karen Lowe, chairperson of the four-day week SA coalition, now joining us on the line. Karen, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us. So what are some of the results that have come up? Oh, good afternoon, and thank you very much for having me. Well, the, the report findings are indeed significant and very exciting. I have been poring over the research reports for the last 24 hours, so let me give you some headline findings, and mm. I think the most significant of which is 96.9% say don't stop, let's continue. So an overwhelming majority here is saying that they will continue with the four-day week model going forward, which is incredible. So we're seeing uh, revenue neutral or positive, but actually if you compare the revenue side of things, it's up 37.55% compared to, 20, to 2021. Um, encouraging to see 12.16% uh, space for new employees coming in, productivity remaining the same or increasing. But for me, although the most exciting component here is the health and well-being scores. Mm-hmm. We're, seeing, we're seeing a reduction in fatigue of, of close to 10%, stress declining by 32%, burnout declining 67%, mental health markers improving, and, and just general sentiment, the sort of positive emotional upswing as a result of the participation in the trial at 66.8%. Anxiety levels down by 18%. And they're banking 23.7 minutes extra a week on exercise. So we're starting to see a very strong potential correlation and impact potentially on healthcare costs. Mm-hmm. Even sleep, sleep improvement by 15% reported. And then if we start getting into, into some of the other areas like work-family balance and work-life balance, again, up 58%, up 60%, and these are all reported by the pilot participants. So it's a really, really exciting to see the health and well-being scores, and given that it's such a critical risk and crisis in South Africa, for me, I'm very encouraged to see that the, the experiments and the global pilot results are indeed unequivocally pointing to an improvement in yeah. mental health as a component of well-being. What does the, what does the causal link between um, fatigue and productivity as well as um, the outcomes when it comes to productivity and um, the income of the company actually tell us about um, the levels of productivity that you can achieve when you have um, employees who don't feel fatigued? It's a very interesting question, and I think I'd like to point out, before I answer that question directly, is that one of the most important changes that we saw here, there was no increase in the intensity of the pace of the work. In other words, we weren't seeing employees trying to cram their work into the reduced work week, which was great. So they are focusing on finding where they're losing time, where they are perhaps wasting time. So you're seeing reductions in unproductive time and a complete sort of work reorganization. So on the fatigue side, you essentially have less stressed, less tired, uh, healthier relationships at home, better work-life balance, improved physical health. And that as a collective 
has a positive impact on your present time spent at the office, in other words, productivity and output, but it also has a positive impact on what I call a conscious rest ethic. So you're seeing employees really engaging in things that are important to them, leisure, housework, care work, personal mm-hmm. maintenance, etc., like that. But, but on the other side, when they're at work, they're focused and more productive. And that translates directly to company performance. If you're focused at work, you're getting more value out of your employees. Then, then for that trial period, the, the, the research says it. You've got 7.7 yeah. average score for productivity and a 7.6% average score for company performance. So if you're going for revenue neutral or revenue positive um, um, results as a result of participation in this trial, it's directly interdependent with the well-being scores. The two work hand in hand. Better well-engaged staff, healthier, happy people, better productivity. Has there been an, an uh, 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 across-the-board increase in productivity um, irrespective of the industries and companies with each, whichever industry that they are in that are participating in this campaign? Aldrin, I can't speak to that data as yet. I've only got the unabridged uh, report, mm-hmm. so I need the full data to be able to unpack that a little bit more with you. What I can tell you, though, is the, is the larger sample set was, was admin, IT, and telecoms, followed by professional services. And then the third largest participant sector was actually NPOs. And, and interestingly enough, 52% of the sample were actually micro-employees, employers, sorry. So in other words, the, of the 33 companies that participated, 52% of those were actually employers with under 10 staff in them. So it's, it's really interesting to to sort of see that even at a micro and some of the larger organizations, seeing not just revenue growth, but improvements in productivity. And it was reported across the board. So, you know, we're, we're, we're talking high statistics here, not the odd company that participated. It's, a, it's, it's an overwhelming majority. And then speak to us about the general level of happiness of the employee themselves and how that might, I don't know if this is part of the terms of reference of the campaign at all, when it comes to um, spending more time with family? 44.9% improvement in relationships, either with spouse, spouse, children, etc. Mm. A reduction in family work conflict as well as work family conflict. So you're seeing an overall improvement in work-life balance of about 60%. And, and that's, again, very encouraging because relationships are improving at home, uh, there's, there's more present time spent with family and, uh, and children. And, and, and yes, uh, overall, life satisfaction scores up by 57.4%. So over a six-month period, again, that's remarkable. That, that's over 50, you know, 57% improvement in my satisfaction of my general life. And that balance between work and, work and life is, is, is just coming through and very meaningful. Sure. Just listening to you, I'm thinking about um, if this research was to continue, if at all it would give us some indication around um, what it would do for life expectancy. Absolutely. And I mean, we would need a lot more data to be able to extrapolate that out. But I know that some of the case studies, one in particular um, in construction that was done in the early days in New Zealand, was very interesting because what the data spoke to, and this was in 2017, if I'm not mistaken, spoke to an increase in the average retirement age mm. for an average construction worker. So in other words, you know, the, the, the toil and, and general physical labor involved in the, in the construction work environment places a lot of stress on the body, physical stress. So the retirement age was substantially 
lower than those of a normal professional services or, or you know, IT admin job. And what they saw was up to a six-year six improvement in our average retirement age. So, yes, I think this, this data, the more we experiment, the more trials we do globally, the more we're going to start uncovering mm. these specifics, like the fact that this data shows that 12.16 new employees were hired during that period. That speaks to unemployment. And for me, that gets me so excited in South Africa. If we can turn an unemployment dial and a health and well-being dial in South Africa, two of our biggest issues. In fact, the health crisis, a lot of the wellness practitioners are saying that this is the next pandemic, mental health crisis. We're seeing this boiling pot. So if we can turn unemployment and, and health and well-being around, as a result of giving the gift of time to our employees. Gosh, at scale order, I cannot even begin to tell you how exciting this data will get. Yeah. Just a final one then is on the technological advances that we've seen um, in the workplace. Do you think that that has at all contributed to um, the less workload that people would ordinarily have had, let's say, for instance, 10 years ago, and the technological advances that has happened and innovation that has happened over the years, that now work that would have normally taken a person three days to do, they can now do within a couple of hours? Perhaps, and I think that speaks to the the individual use of technology. You know, technology can be both an evil and a, and, and a cure. And I think what, what we're seeing, certainly within the fully remote environment, in fact, there were 12 participants in this particular sample that were fully remote, that were speaking about the improvements in productivity as a result of focusing on the wasted time. And the wasted time resides in interruptions, distractions, and unnecessary meetings. So if technology is not used responsibly, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, etc. If an individual and, and, and overall team is not using their time effectively and spending mm. time in unnecessary meetings, that technology has not enabled productivity. In fact, it's hampered it or hindered it. And, and I think one needs to understand the potential that technology unlocks, but it also one needs to understand that it has the potential to increase stress, fatigue, and burnout, and, 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 and sort of adversely affect productivity because you, you're not spending your time productive in all of those meetings. In fact, we're seeing on average two to three hours a day wasted in un, on unnecessary tasks, unnecessary meetings, interruptions and distractions. And technology is yep. a distraction, a big distraction if used irresponsibly. When will the South African results be out? So the pilot launches on the 1st of February 2023. Uh, so we'll establish our baseline metrics um, first of Feb, and then it continues for a period of, of six months. So towards uh, May, June, July, we should have full-term South African Pioneer pilot results, and then another three months later, we should have the results of our May pilot, which should be more of an African pilot, um, which is very exciting, but more about that another time, I'm sure. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. That's Karen Lowe, who's the chairperson of the four-day week South Africa coalition and some results that have already come out on the international um, trial that has been run and some positive results at that. Um,